are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how the seven and one Green Bay Packers did not play on Sunday because they, of course, played on Thursday, beat the Arizona Cardinals in a thriller. So that gives us an opportunity. The Packers get a mini buy. We get a mini buy. I hope you used it to rest, to recover, got in that cold tub, did a little yoga, you know, just, just got your mind right here because the second half of the season and it's a little more now, right, because it's not 16 games, is going to be wild. The meat of the Packers schedule is here, and we are going to find out a lot about what this team is made of moving forward because the schedule is only going to increase in intensity. And they've already played some tough teams. New Orleans showed that that they are more than capable of continuing to be a very pesky uh, and tough team. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Great news for Green Bay as they are trying to go out and get the one seed. And their division in the North is not looking particularly tough. The Lions are, if not the worst team, the second worst team in the league. The Vikings are kind of a mess and you struggle against a backup quarterback in Dallas. I know that Dallas has some other weapons out there, but like, I don't, I don't think Minnesota is a particularly good team. Uh, and Chicago, the Packers already handled Chicago in Chicago. I don't think anyone is particularly worried about that part of it. So, they're going to win the North barring crazy injury luck. And they've already had crazy injury luck. Why am I, why am I bringing all this up? Because they have not been taken seriously so far as a Super Bowl team. And part of that is what happened to week one. And that is just going to be in the minds of a lot of people. And they have not played a complete game. They had not played and beaten a team that we thought was really good in a convincing way, like some of these other teams had. Arizona, they they beat up the Rams. You know, the, the, these good teams, the Bengals even, went out and beat up the Ravens. We expect good teams to get convincing wins, and this season had, in a lot of ways, felt like 2019. Except, as I pointed out the other day, they still had four double-digit wins, it just felt like, okay, they were 10 or 13, and maybe they should have been 20. They should have been 25. And and that's probably fair in a lot of ways to go, okay, well, yeah, they won, but they didn't win in a way that makes you feel really confident in in what they were doing and, and what they could be. Part of that, I think there are explainable reasons for that. And they are they are myriad. Uh, injuries are a huge thing. They're a huge thing. And I, I think we we have to be mindful of the boost 
Green Bay is going to get when they get all of these guys back. And it could be as soon as this week because David Bakhtiari, he, you know, there, there was, there was a chance he could be close enough to play against Arizona. It sounds like the expectations are that that was never really going to be the case. And that the plan is for him to at least have a shot to go this week. We don't know where Marquez is and we don't know what the situation is with Devontae Adams Presumably Alan Lazard, we have not heard that he's tested positive, so he was a close contact. Remember, if this had been a Sunday game, he would have been able to play. All of this is to say, why not Green Bay? Why not Green Bay? Because what they did, what they did last Thursday was go on a short week on the road and beat a very good team. Are are the Cardinals true contenders? I don't know. And, and I think we're going to find out a lot uh, in the next five weeks, six weeks. I mean, this is this is when we start to figure out, you know, I mean, Bill Belichick likes to say you don't really know the team you have until at least Halloween and usually Thanksgiving. Well, you know, you're getting pretty late in the season. Then we just had Halloween. Green Bay seven and one. They're they're a very, very good team now. That can get so much better when you get these all pros back. Zadarius Smith is back in town. Now, we don't have a timetable on that one. Back, ready to rehab. Back, ready to get back on the field. I mean, we were told when this happened that there was a chance he wasn't going to be back this season at all. And it's not even, you know, it's not even Thanksgiving. And we're hearing that he's back in town or he is saying that they're back in town. You're going to get Devontae Adams back. Jair Alexander, that is a little bit still up in the air. We don't quite know what the situation is there. Uh, they they are letting it heal and then seeing at some point if they need surgery. Not dissimilar from some of the other injuries recently, Juju Smith-Schuster and J.J. Watt, who right away they've gone, it's surgery. Separated shoulder. Um, you know, we, we don't we don't know the degree difference, but they went right to surgery. When When you know for sure like that, you know, and you just do it. But... Everyone seems to agree that the best course of action here is to let it heal, which could mean six weeks, eight weeks, could be the end of the season, could be after. We don't we don't really know. Now, the Packers are going to give J.R. Alexander every opportunity to be ready whenever he's ready. And so we'll just have to wait and see on that. The good news is Russell Douglas has been excellent. And this was this was what was so important about that 2010 team. They would lose players. Someone else would would get in and have to play. And eventually they would get most of their guys back. By the time they got to the Super Bowl, they had their team. Now, you know, Jermichael Finley went on IR, but their star players, Charles Woodson, Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, and he Jordy was not a star yet. Greg Jennings, Clay Matthews, Nick Collins, those guys were out there. Now they got hurt in the game. But when you spend the season getting quality play, and we have to give the coaches a lot of credit on this, getting quality play from your backups, getting them quality reps, young players getting out there. Eric Stokes is getting his PhD in cornerback play. He's played some really, really good receivers and and handled it pretty well. You know, had had the misplay on the DeAndre Hopkins would be touchdown. Still, he is getting better. Russell Douglas fits in great with this defense. 
you're you're getting contributions from these young defensive linemen that you're putting out there. TJ Slayton and Kingsley Kiki. I said on our Friday stream that it was Preston Smith in Kyler Murray's face on that heave. It was actually Kingsley Kiki who created that pressure in Green Bay. They consistently got pressure. Imagine what this defense can be like. Just bringing Zadaria Smith back. Just bringing Zadaria Smith back. It improves your run defense because of what he's able to do creating negatives. And it helps your pass rush because now you can be so much more multiple. You can rush with four and drop your seven and feel like, okay, they can get home anytime they need to. That is so huge. I mean, we saw Justin Herbert after the Patriots held him down. Oh, well, the Patriots hadn't shown cover two a lot. We saw a lot of cover two. Patrick Mahomes right now dealing with that same thing, cover two. Green Bay has found ways to manufacture offense, to be efficient, even though their run game has been a little up and down with backup offensive linemen, without key playmakers at the skill positions. Now, Robert Tunyon is out for the year. They have Josiah DeGuara ready to step in. We're going to actually talk about some options there, trade deadline options in a little bit. But you have to feel confident that Josiah DeGuara can go out and give them a lot of what Tunyon gave them last year in terms of he can can do what's schemed up. And this offense is terrific at scheming tight ends open. It is tailor-made for that. This is something Ben Fennell has been talking about for years. Like, hey, you don't need to pay. This was the this was the question a couple of years ago in the draft. The, the Packers offense doesn't require a TJ Hawkinson prospect because so much of the work is being done by the scheme. Just run. If you can run, you can play. Some some options again at the trade deadline. But this team, I mean, why not this team? Why not Green Bay with John Wick, Aaron Rodgers, with with Aaron Jones? who is a superstar who can carry the load on a night where you're you're way outmanned offensively. Where you have Devontae Adams, where even if they bring help, you can score. Where you have now a bevy of pass rushers who can make impactful plays inside, outside. You've got a linebacker playing at an all-pro level in the middle of your defense. You've got two terrific safeties on the back end making sure nothing's over the top. And the cornerbacks, if if and when J.R. Alexander gets back, you have to feel really good about this secondary. Shannon Sullivan has played well the last few weeks. Again, the safeties are going are gonna to protect you over the top. And Kenny Clark has been an MFer all year. Just from the jump, he has been terrific. We know that their coaches are smart, put together a masterful game plan against the Rams. They, they got beat by the Bucs. Their best guys didn't play well. They have the talent. And now we're seeing that they have the depth. They have the depth to weather the storm. And there are going to be storms in an NFL season. Seven and one. Seven and one. And all of a sudden, this Kansas City Chiefs game doesn't look like it would have looked four weeks ago, five weeks ago, when we were just like, oh, well, the Chiefs will get it together. No, they can't stop anybody. They can't stop anybody. Ravens, they looked unbeatable two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Well, they just got worked by the Bengals last week. By the Bengals, a team that the Packers, I mean, handled. I know what the score said, but they moved the ball at will on that on that Cincinnati team after, after the first quarter. At will. This team is going to keep getting better. And these guys are going to keep being integrated into the offense, for example. A.J. Dillon, he has become a centerpiece of this offense. 
And you're getting Royce Newman these opportunities. He has been a little bit more consistent the last week, last week or two. He's he's figuring these things out as he goes along. They're going to get Josh Myers back. Elton Jenkins is going to play his more natural position, although he's been excellent at left tackle. You're going to get David Bakhtiari back. This offense is going to be awesome again this year because they can run it, they can throw it. Teams are going to keep playing this cover two shell and forcing the Packers to be patient. And they are, and they are they are being efficient enough, and the defense is getting the stops that it needs to finally be playing complementary football. So I ask again, why not Green Bay? Why not Green Bay in a, a Super Bowl race that feels like it is more open than ever? They're at the top of the NFC. They have a, a reasonable chance to get a one seed. And if they get the one, then everything comes through Lambo. And it's not, it's not empty Lambo. It's not 80% empty Lambo. It is real full-throated last dance Lambo. That's a different kind of beast. And I, I think it, it could it could really impact how this playoff race goes. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for other stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to finally get all your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? No annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. If you're like me, just about every day you stare into your cabinet going, I don't have anything good to eat. If you're a cheesehead, you probably love cheese as much as you love the green and gold. You know how the best part of a grilled cheese sandwich is the cheese that melts off the pan and gets crunchy? Well, just the cheese made a bar just like that. That's why I started snacking on just the cheese. Just the cheese brings you cheese, 100% cheese, no fluff, no filler, like you've never had it before as a salty baked snack. It's cheese and crackers without the crackers, which also means without the unnecessary carbs. My favorite is the jalapeno. Cheesy, spicy, love that combination. No complicated recipes or almond flour that makes you feel like you're eating health food. Just natural cheese baked until it's crunchy to give you the great taste of Wisconsin cheese with a crackle of a cracker. Locked on Packers listeners, check us out at Quick Trip. Support really three Wisconsin businesses all at once with just the cheese at Quick Trip. So there have been a lot of discussions about the Packers being buyers at the trade deadline. And look, we don't know. I, you know, I, I have, and I know that that is not sparkling analysis. We haven't heard a lot about movement. There are some guys out there. The, the reported names I think there are some names that could that could move the needle for Green Bay. Evan Ingram, I understand, uh, has some inconsistencies. He's hurt a lot, but he is really talented, really, really talented. Now he's not a very good blocker, but Tanyan wasn't wasn't blocking anybody anyway. And to be able to fill that role with a seam stretcher. So if you want to talk about beating cover two. You got to attack the middle of the field, attack the seam. 
it's not a coincidence that you you saw these tight ends around the league dominating when Tampa 2 was the in vogue defense. You want to beat too high coverage, you have to be able to threaten the middle of the field. And traditionally, tight ends are the best way to do that. So getting someone like Evan Ingram, and, and you know, the, the cost is always going to be part of the calculus, but this is a former first round pick with legit first round talent and incredible hands in terms of making spectacular catches. He is not uh, consistent. There, there are a lot of similarities to Jermichael Finley. Someone who has incredible physical tools, and when they when it all comes together, you're just like, oh my god, this guy, oh my god, he makes those oh my god plays, but he also makes those oh my god plays, and that's what you have to balance. But is is the dynamic ability, the field stretching, field tilting ability, worth it? I think you could make the case that it is. Another interesting name to keep an eye on, Jonu Smith for the Patriots. He is not, you know, not uh, a, a name that is going to get a lot of people super excited, but knows the Malafleur offense. And the way that his contract is, he is not going to cost them an arm and a leg this year. His base number is actually really, really small. And so why would New England give up on him? Well, he hasn't been super productive. And Hunter Henry is is like just as good, maybe better. Johnny Smith is that same sort of athlete in the middle of the field who can create. And you, you scheme up touches for him. He's really good after the catch. Now, he has some injury issues as well. You're never going to get, you know, you, you can't trade for, you know, DeAndre Hopkins at the deadline. It's not how this works. You're you're getting damaged assets. Devontae Parker would be available in Miami because they're not they're not feeling like they're getting their money's worth out of him. And that team is bad. So, you know, that that it's not like you're he's some superstar player. He was really good and he got paid. And now if they're ready to move on, I think that should that should create some red flags if you're the Packers trying to go, okay, is this is this the guy you want to you want to try and figure this out with? I, I don't know, especially at the cost. And that's going to be the problem. The cost, there are many teams with money. So does that drive the, the asking price for everyone else down? Is that how that's going to work? I'm dubious. I really am. I'm dubious. I, I, I think there's a lot of names that are out there and they're going to stay out there. I don't think deals get done. I think you're going to see some people cut because they, because they're not going to want to pay. And then maybe you get like, you know, in the NBA, it's the buyout market. That could be something that happens with the Packers, something like Whitney Merciless. I could see that, by the way, he's he has more pressures um, in since he came to Green Bay than he did in his entire Texan season to date. A little invigorated, seems like. So uh, when when you're when you're looking at these kinds of players, generally, you're not talking about guys who are going to change your life. And I don't think Big Bob was changing their life this year anyway. But, you know, there's a chance Josiah DeGuar can come in and, and be useful. Maybe maybe you have an opportunity to bring back Jay Sternberger. I, I don't I don't think that anything should be off the table at this point. It's a position that that they use a lot. And DeGuara, I mean, DeGuara cost them five yards on Thursday at the goal line that, that Rodgers had to run back and get the next play trying to to hurl himself into the end zone. He got popped doing it. 
Like, those are mistakes you can't have in big games, in big spots. I mean, he is, he is uh, you know, like the coach's son. Matt LaFleur loves Josiah DeGuara. You can't have those kinds of mistakes. Talent-wise, yeah, he's nice after the catch. I think he's actually better after the catch than Tunyon. Um, Tunyon is more reliable with the hands. Speaking of, Amari Rogers, like, what's the deal? Just a just a nightmare performance um, in, a, in a chance where he was going to get some, some, some real run and then couldn't hold on to the ball. So I, I don't think they're going to go receiver hunting. I think they're they're They feel good. A tight end weapon makes sense. Although Darius Slayton from the Giants, again, can't stay on the field. But that that deep ball ability is huge. Uh, an explosive talent like that. You, you, I think you could talk yourself into that if you're a Green Bay. Plus, it's not going to cost very much. He's not going to cost very much once you get him in the building. And then, you know, it, it's just a one-year rental. So it's kind of like, you know, who cares what the what the situation is beyond that. If you want, And if you want to keep him, you have the option because Alan Lazard, not under contract. Um, MVS, not under contract. You have the option, hey, he can be one of your complimentary pieces moving forward. You know, with with hopefully Devontae Adams. All right, a lot more to come on Locked on Packers. If you haven't tried the new Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars for yourself to believe it. Most protein bars, they're chalky, they're waxy, they're just gross. But Built Bar is soft, it's covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into one, you know you're eating something different. It's more than just an experience that you'll enjoy. You'd swear you were eating Halloween candy, but they're low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. So healthy benefits on top of something that is actually delicious. I love the coconut almond, I love the double chocolate, and I, I normally do not like fruit with my chocolate. These, legitimately delicious. Really, really tasty. And this month, Built Bar is coming out with limited time flavors every three to four days. So check the website often. You don't want to miss out. Built.com, promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. And Bet Online is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season. More props, more odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action you need this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get that bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your, lo- your favorite Las Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's just spend a quick minute talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. They play tonight, and I I think there are some places that, that... we should identify, you know, we rarely get this kind of opportunity to for us to, to go in and say, hey, we don't have to talk about a Packer game because it already happened. We already talked about it. And we get a chance to go see a team and watch a team that the Packers are about to play. The Packers are coming off the mini buy. And KC is playing on a short week, albeit at home, but it's a short week. And so a couple things that I think you should be watching for. Number one, I mean, it's the defense. The defense, they're a bad defense and and there aren't really any ways for them to get better. Um, their, their corners aren't good. Their pass rush is non-existent. 
The linebackers are truly terrible. You remember two years ago, the Packers with Aaron Jones just destroyed this Chiefs linebacker group with Aaron Jones as a pass catcher. If you're if you're going to have a week where you might not miss Big Bob Tunyon because anyone you throw out there is going to be mismatched with these linebackers, it's this week. So keep an eye on, on that. And then notice offensively, they're still really good. They're still really, really good, but they are turning the ball over. Mahomes is flustered. He is making uncharacteristic mistakes, turning the ball over at an extremely high rate. You can pressure them. They, they went out and spent a lot of money on this offensive line, and it's not fixed. The issues are not fixed by any means. And so keep an eye on that because you can you can see this Green Bay front. Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, add in Spider Garvin, and who knows when Zedarius is going to be back, but probably not this week. They they can they can do some work against this against this Chiefs team. I, I, the Packers, if they have their guys, they're going to score a lot. I mean, they haven't they haven't been getting to 30 as regularly this year as they did last year. I'll be surprised if they don't get to 30 in this game with the extra rest. David Bakhtiari potentially back. Adams presumably back. Lazard back. We'll see about MVS. I mean, you, you'll see. You'll see. This KC defense is bad and, and has shown no signs of getting better. And so they're gonna, it's going to have to be an exciting shootout kind of game. Great. Uh, you know, if if the Packers have all their people, they probably welcome that because they probably believe, and rightfully so, I would believe that they have a better chance of getting stops than Kansas City does. I mean, it might be it might be a no puncher game. It might just be, hey, leave leave Bohorquez in in Green Bay. He's not even don't even bother packing your bags or filling his seat because they're not punting. Now, I don't. It's probably not quite like that, but. This this is going to be a high scoring game. The, the Chiefs defense is is bad and again not getting any better. Keep an eye on it uh, in, in this Monday night matchup with the Giants, and you know see guys like Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard and some of these guys. They're going to be open, and the Chiefs are not tackling. I mean, it's just it's just a very bizarre thing. Their season is on the line. They can't afford too many more losses, but. I just I just don't know how it get it gets better for them. I really don't. Um, they need they need to turn around in the worst way. They they were the ones that needed to get Stephon Gilmore. Um, if there's a pass rusher out there that they could get, you know, call on Fletcher Cox. You know, whatever whatever they can do. Um, by the way, Green Bay should make that same phone call. Uh, so we'll be back tomorrow to have some fun. Expert Tuesday. How you doing on Wednesday? We've got our crossover Thursday and then our live show coming up next. Friday, we will be live after the game, after Packers Chiefs, and it should be a really, really fun contest. Follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. Subscribe to The Leap. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.